Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 118. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Yeah, my name is Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about all things social media related, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, how do we use online tools, and all that good jazz. Although I don't listen to much jazz. You just said good jazz was good. <laughs> Now that's that's hypocritical of me because there are a few jazz albums I actually really really like. So you know what I you know I should listen to more jazz. I really enjoy jazz. Like if I go to a restaurant and they're playing that nice jazz, mm-hmm. you know the good jazz tunes and stuff. Yep. But uh, anyway, that's not we. This is not this week in jazz. Social uh, media it, jazz. It is this week in social media and and Eric, I I know that I only briefly alluded to this, but I we're gonna start this show on a little bit of a low note and we're really going to kick it out with a bang <laughs> okay this I, I was uh, sharing just as i fired up the live stream today i'm actually feeling a lot better now it's, it's amazing how i can come come alive behind a microphone but um it, it, it seems like and at least i know this from last year because last year i recorded episode number and i'll never forget it episode 483 of pursuing a balanced life which was the dark days of 2010 and here I am in December, and it started about last week. I'm starting to feel those uh, kind of blues, you know. I don't know if it's it's full-blown depression or anything like that, but just not feeling myself, um, you know, kind of feeling a little demotivated. Uh, just, just the motivation and inspiration kind of slows down. Uh, the kids are off school, and so there's, you know, a lot of pressure uh, to, you know, take the time off and spend time with them, which is great. But at the same time, you know, I, I find myself not working on the goals that I had prepared for the month of December. And, you know, I feel like there's this hard deadline and, and all of these other things I'm just not accomplished. I'm just not nearly as far as I sh- feel like I should be with this one major aspect. Emails gotten a little bit further behind because I'm not working as many hours. I'm staying up late, getting up late, you know, and, and just I look outside and there's just no sun to be found anywhere. The uh-huh. days are shorter. Woe is me. I might as well go eat worms. All right. All right. So anyway. Hang in there, Cliff. I know. I know. It's so my life is so difficult. <sighs> Not. And, and see, that's the thing. I can sit here and I can kind of have these like lows, the, the you know, the blahs and 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 feel woe is me and talk and feel like think about all the things that just aren't uh, you know and, and and all my problems and stuff like that and i really know how blessed i am i mean i look at my kids and they're healthy and and i, I mean i i know all about counting your blessings and, and trust me i am super thankful and and um you know I, I'm, I'm a very blessed man i really am truly blessed and i have so much to be thankful for it doesn't make any sense to have the blues you know to to feel down uh so so there's no logical reason for it but i just feel like blah you know and and i know and i know it'll go away probably right around the first or second of the year and and boom and i'll be 
launched in. And, and you know, the only other time I can n- know that this happened in December was December 2007, which is the last month that I worked in insurance. And it was right, right. before I quit to start podcasting full time as a career. And, um, and, and, and I know that I was depressed then because I thought my life was going to end. I thought, what am I doing leaving my career behind to pursue this? So, so I know that there was 2007. I know there for a fact there was 2010 and I'm starting to feel just a little twinge of eh, feeling in, in 2011. And I bet you I could go back to pursuing a balanced life and listen to all the December episodes of that show for 2008, 2009. Well, and those other two. And I wonder if, if maybe it's if I wouldn't even see a little bit of a of a pattern here. Now, how does this relate to social media, Eric? Why, why would I be bringing this up? Well, because it's the the whole socializing aspect of it. That a lot of the times for depression or you know the blues, whatever you want to call it, when people feel down, one of the great things that can pick you up is. Or, or change your perspective even, even if your emotions don't feel necessarily different, that your mental perception of those feelings can help as well. And one of the great things about friends, socializing, people, is that they can help you do that. Right. So how that ties into social media, well, that's one of the things that we do is we, t- we talk to people, we converse, we have our tribes, if you will. And uh, yeah, so and, – and Chris Brogan – who, who made a, a Google Plus post, he said depression is an offline event. Right. This is That you should keep it offline. This must have been right around the time when I started to get active on Google Plus. And I, because I, I had thought this was on his blog post and it, it still may be, but, uh, but maybe not. I, I did a look for depression on his, on his site and I couldn't find it. But I do remember seeing this video and, and, and listening to what he had to say in the video. And just pondering his thoughts on, you know, when is it okay, you know, what is it okay to share online and what is it that maybe you shouldn't share online? And uh, I never read the post before because there's a bit of text. Um, We're looking at his Google Plus post and we will put a link to this in our show notes over at socialmediaserenity.com. Just look for episode 118. And uh, Eric, do you want to read the the post at the top and then I'll play the video? Okay. In the last several weeks, two people I've known from online have taken their lives. In both cases, there were tweets or Facebook posts or Google Plus updates that hinted that things might be falling apart. But we rarely notice such posts. We rarely hear them loudly because they aren't Siri jokes or cats dressed as astronauts. Depression is tricky. People seeking to connect and get solace online, it's not really going to help. You can't count on your Twitter following to pull you out of a depression. You can't feel floored when your online friends don't hear you loud and clear. Remember that everyone is living out their own biography and they may not might not be aware of what's been going on with you. Seek help offline. Visit a priest or a rabbi or whatever religious person makes sense. Visit a shrink. Talk to your doctor. Oftentimes, depression is a medical problem that is exacerbated by experiences happening in your environment. You're not alone, but the online world makes it really hard to see your pain. Things move fast and are too shiny, and we are all hurrying around. The online world can make you feel more alone when you're feeling sad. Get help early. Don't feel like you're a failure because you need some help. 
The strongest people in the world get help often in many forms. You are worth it. Please seek help offline and then come back and chat with us too. Okay? All right. So so we have a little bit of the background of what Chris is saying here. And we're going to play the video. It's only it's it's just under 3 minutes and we're going to play the video so you can hear the audio of what Chris shared in this video update. And of course, I did not I, I don't know if he mentions it in the video, but I did not realize that the, that he had, you know, within the last several weeks of writing this post that he had lost some friends who had taken their lives unfortunately and um the 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 thing is is i knowing this i i just want to go into this and i want to say i agree with one thing uh that chris brogan i think is alluding to is that if you are suffering from depression and you are having those kind of thoughts don't expect the online to hear your cries and your plea for help. Now, I, I'm going after we do the video. I'm going to read what uh, Jeff Gentry wrote in our in our chat room, and I'm going to agree a little bit more on the side of Jeff Gentry than I do Chris Brogan in this case. And I very much respect and respect and admire Chris Brogan and a lot of things he feels about social media. But this one, I think I'm going to to because uh, I know what the video says. I think I'm going to disagree a little bit with what he says in the video, but I do want to say this, is that you can't just expect to turn to online, share your your feelings, and get and, and expect that somebody is going to really sense that you're suffering as deep as you are. Um, even though that may be the only thing you've posted for two or three days, those are strung apart, uh, you know, and, and other people are following other people. And, and so they don't see, you know, the string of things and and you just never know. Um, whereas, um, you know, getting some help locally, reaching out to somebody, that is something that's important. So I, I, I don't know that I, I would say that depression is an offline event. I would say depression is an event that would require some offline assistance so so with all of that being said let me play the video and and i'll and i'll uh go with and then we'll read what um jeff's gentry had written here hi i'm chris brogan and this has nothing to do with marketing nothing to do with social media and everything to do with depression and actually this does have to do with social media because there's a reason why I put it in here because he tells you to stay off of it. So it does have a lot to do with social media. And most specifically, how people tend to use or misuse the online world uh, when it comes to when they're depressed or having a tough time. Uh, I want to admit up front that I've been there. I've been very depressed and I have come to the online world thinking that maybe that would soothe me. I have come to Twitter or Facebook or my blog or somewhere crying out a bit and saying, ugh. I just, you know, if someone would be really nice to me here, then that would maybe help me through the next little while. Um, Wait, I, I'm going to pause for just a moment. I hope, he, I hope you guys don't mind if I do this. But Eric, have you ever done that? What he just said? I, well, I, I've not had full-blown, like, you know, depression as far as far deep as I think he's alluding to. But there have been down times where by interacting online, it's actually picked me up. Yeah. Uh, and so, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, man, I, I it's, yeah, I, I've done this. I, I have done, I actually <laughs> pursuing a balanced life. I would say there's probably out of 511 episodes, there are 
maybe five or six of them that I recorded at times when I was very depressed, you know, and very scared and very anxious and and stuff like that. And I consider a podcast to be social media um, and I turn to it. Now, the thing is, is I didn't make those public public. Um, usually I held those back for, you know, what was at the time plus members. And matter of fact, I'm getting ready to to transfer to where all of the archives would be available to the public. And um, and I'm, I'm concerned about maybe potentially having some of those episodes just available to everyone. But anyway, I, I've done this before. And and you know what? I I had received that, you know, it's like, wow, that I, I do feel better from from the encouragement that I've received from these friends. So let, let's see. So he's saying that he's done this before. And I have to tell you that it doesn't work. And I have to. And, and that's what he's saying. And this is where I disagree with him. So I'll let him go ahead and finish this and then we'll we'll comment. A little while. Um, and I have to tell you that it doesn't work. And I have to tell you that it's not a good method. And I have to tell you that there are very few things where in which I say that the online world and the offline world are fairly similar. There are things like depression where it's not okay. Um, if you are suffering pretty bad depression, if you are feeling like you're spiraling, if you feel like you've really got nowhere to turn, Online is not the place that's going to save you. You can't expect it. You can't expect all your friends to pick you up. You can't expect to be seen when you're feeling invisible. And that's what happens a lot when you feel so depressed is you just feel like, God, if just one person would see what I'm going through. Uh, But it doesn't work that way. And it's not a good way to look at it. What you want to do instead is you want to try to find resources in the real world. And it might not be people inside your house. It might be that's where the depression's coming from. A lot of times depression is stuff going on in our own family life. Uh, go to a priest. Go to uh, seek medical help. Go find the local doctor. Talk to your general practitioner. Anybody. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. Lots of people get it. Uh, a lot of times it's chemical. A lot of times it's just that you maybe need some medicine in the short term to kind of get yourself leveled. Sometimes you need medicine for the rest of your life to stay leveled. Um, but my biggest plea is just don't think that the online world can save you or fix it. You have lots of friends in social media. We all do. Uh, but when the time comes that you need help, it's just not okay to seek it online. And it just is going to lead to some rough times. Um, there's been a wave of it. There's been a wave of people really crying out via the online space and just getting smashed. And uh, it doesn't end well most every time. So my plea to you is just seek help offline. Don't expect it online and take care of yourself. And, and I mean yourself. Don't expect the social web to help. Don't expect the people in your house to help. Find the help you need and get back online. Get back you know, to who you're, who you're meant to be with the help that you need. And that's what I've got to say about it. I'm Chris Brogan. I've been there a bunch myself and I'm still standing. I hope you are too. All right. So Eric, do you have any thoughts? I I don't, I mean, I don't totally disagree with him, but I don't totally agree at the same time. I think that an online community, depending upon how close knit or how well they know you can really speak into whatever the crisis may be. Right. And I, so I think that I, I do think that getting local help is very much a part of if you really are 
I mean, obviously, you need to recognize you have a problem first to be able to even acknowledge that and then ask for help. And and I would say that's maybe the thing is don't just hint at help or hint that you need help and expect people to get that or understand that. That message may not be coming across locally or online. You need to almost acknowledge you have the problem. And this is my pseudo-psychology. <laughs> you need to acknowledge you have the problem and then literally ask for help. Yeah. Well, I, I okay. So again, with the with the understanding now that that he's lost two people who you know had been reaching out online, but it ended up taking their lives. I definitely can understand his point a lot more clearly now. Right. And I would, you know, this goes a little bit to what something that Andy brought up in his conversation last week, where he talked about you know the you know, the real relationships versus, you know, the online relationships. And some of those, some of us actually are blessed with the fact that we have generated authentic friendship with people that we may or may not have ever seen face to face. And those people do care and they are where you can be. And, and I will argue this. Well, I won't argue it because I just believe it and, and other people may disagree, but I believe that you can have some some friendships online that are as close as friendships that are face to face flesh, right? Friendships. Now I have both, but um, you know I can tell you right now that that I, it's because of social media that I'm able to continue some of those relationships that started out you know face to face. I mean, my prayer partner for 15 years now, Robert Johnson. You know, we used to, he used to live up here. He, matter of fact, he lived in our home for a while. Um, just a great friend. And when he moved to Florida, I thought it was the end of the world. And it was the, it was before the social web when he moved to Florida. And it wasn't until, I mean, sure, we, we kept in touch by phone and, and stuff like that. But man, through the online world, it, it's like he lives, it, it, he might as well just live in the next city over because he and I, are just as connected today. As a matter of fact, even more so than when he lived here. Even more so than when he lived in our home. So, yeah. so, so I think I think social media can foster wonderful friendships online. I, and but I do understand what he's saying. And and you know, provided everything that I agreed to before I played the video, I stand by that. But here's what I don't stand by. Um, I, I, st- I do stand by, you can't expect the online world to save you. You, I mean, you, you, you really can't, you really do need to get help. But here's what I don't agree with. I think, I think it is okay to turn to the online world. He says that it's not okay to turn to social media. It's not okay to ask for help. To, he said, it's not okay to reach out for help online. And I think that that is that is not a good message. Now, it may it, it it may cause. I do agree that it could end up potentially causing you more more problems uh, than it solves in the future. But by golly, if if you know we're talking about something so serious, I think that um, the issue here is that you know, so you may tarnish your your reputation or your brand or something like that. Um, I can, for example, what's that guy that plays in all those funny movies with Jackie Chan? Uh, Owen Wilson? Yeah. The and, cowboy ones, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. 
Um, he didn't he attempt suicide a couple years ago. You, you know, I think I almost remember that. Yeah, I, yeah, and and so I will tell you that that because I know that I that sticks out in my mind, and and I think of him a little differently than I did before, and not like not like in a bad way, but that sticks out in my mind. You know, it, it's like you know, it, it it just it's just there, and so when I see Owen Wilson in a movie or I hear his voice in in uh, he plays. Uh, the in the movie cars right you know he's lightning mcqueen yeah he's lightning and so so when i went to you know uh cars two or cars three whatever it is now uh i remember sitting in the theater thinking oh that's owen wilson man i i wonder you know if if he's doing better you know i i I think about that you know and 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 so for me i think it it i it fosters a sense of you know i i i'm praying that he's doing well almost a, um a, a i don't I, I think the word pity is a is is the wrong word but uh compassion i feel a little Empathize. bit more compassion yeah. yes empathy i feel a great sense of empathy when i think of owen wilson today and i see him in a movie and and so it it almost takes away from the comedic you know, you know, Owen Wilson and, and, and I'm more empathetic when I actually hear his voice in a cartoon or see his, see his face on the screen. So, I mean, these things can stick with you, but, um, but heavens, you know, I'm just thankful that Owen Wilson is still with us. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I, here, here's a deal. There was one time very late at night. It was probably about I'd say it was probably about one o'clock and, and yeah, I I try not to do those late nights anymore. I'm getting too old for them. And I have a friend of mine in Australia and this friend of mine posted a tweet online that says, you know, I, you know, I just don't even know. I just don't, I just don't even know if I can go on. I don't, I don't know if life is worth all of this. And so I sent, you know, I saw that and I saw it from a, a friend, a friend that I've never seen face to face. And I, I sent a direct message and had a, started to have a conversation back and forth. And this friend of mine was extremely depressed. And and she 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 basically did say that that she had considered taking her life. And, you know, I'm like, man, I I was tired, but. I saw this and and it's just out just randomly I just saw it and and we did we went back and forth with a bunch of messages and and um and I found out that you know this person this friend is diagnosed with you know bipolar and and that this is something that happens from time to time with her and she's having some stuff going on and and um you know I I didn't go to bed that evening until I had a good sense that she was going to be okay and, um, you know, and she, she did say, thank you for the help and thank you for talking with me and, and stuff like that. And then very, you know, that night I went to bed and prayed for her and, and, and I got up the next day and wrote an email and I got an email back saying, thank you so much. I, I went, I, I did what you had said and, and I went and talked with somebody and, and, uh, you know, I'm feeling much better today. And, and she, and basically said, thank you so much. I, you know, I, I didn't know if anybody noticed, you know, and, and stuff like that. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, yes. Would I have preferred 
that that somebody like that, you know, not just depend on the online world. I absolutely agree with that. But to say that it's not oh to actually say the words, it's not okay for you to turn to the online world for help. I that's that I don't know that I I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, if if you're at that point, the online world, I, I think it's okay. I, I think it's okay to say it's not it's not okay to expect the online world to save you. But at the same time, to say that it's not okay to, to give it a try if, if you can't think of anything else, then by all means. Now, one of the things that I, I think is important is that in in the scenario, and, and this is where I am. I, I I've not been to that place in depression. Um, and I just thank God for that, that I, that I, that's never been a place that I've been, but I've been pretty low, just like, woe is me. I don't see how, you know, I'm ever going to make it through this hurdle or, you know, how am I going to do this and, and stuff like that. I've had some pretty severe anxiety and just, you know, lack of motivation and, and feeling like I've just lost who I am and, and basically a, an overall sense of lack of all self-confidence that it just, Something knocks the wind out of me or this knocks the self-confidence out of me. And those, those are pretty low times. And I do, I do like the idea of kind of drawing back just a little bit and saying, you know what, take some time to heal. Take some time to prayerfully get through this. Turn to some close friends and don't go blogging about it. Don't go sharing your woe is me tweets and, and the blah tweets and stuff like that. You know, kind of withhold that. I mean, there's no reason to tarnish and 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 attitudes are contagious and you, do, you don't really want to put a lot of pessimism out there. Uh, you know, the, hopefully you have friends that you can turn to in those times. And I've been blessed to have those. And it reminds me of something I heard I think it might have been at Blog World LA. Somebody gave a talk about, and it might have been even CC Chapman. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's like, you know, stop you know, stop complaining at the airport. It's like, oh, my plane's 15 minutes later. You know, I've been sitting on the plane and I've you know been sitting here for an hour and, and we still haven't taken off. And, you know, complain about this, complain about that, complain about this. And it's like, <laughs> it's like you are not helping anyone. Well, can I interject something here? Yeah. This is something I've not actually brought up on the show before, but uh, at one time I sat and I just watched um, social media for a couple days, not not an all, all in one sitting, but that because that'd be crazy. But uh, I just kind of observed and and noticed how many times it was where people were tweeting or Facebook posting complaints, just general complaints, and I was just like. Like it was almost a formula where insert name of company here. Hey, insert name of company here. Your insert product they give here stinks. Blah, blah, blah. I hate you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, it was just over and over again. Or, hey, so-and-so, really? You're going to blah, blah, blah? That's dumb. You know, like it was almost a formula. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't know how much I do that, but I'm I vow not to do that consciously. Well, and you know what? I I vow I I won't vow not to complain, but I will I will if I'm experiencing an issue with a brand and not getting the results, I will do it without a negative attitude. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's like instead of saying, you know, wow, the, you guys are the worst. Comp- this is the worst company I've ever dealt with. It's like, uh, you know, been, you know, I ha- I've been having a hard time getting, you know, getting what I what I need from, you know, such and such company. Uh, unfortunately, you know, after three days, still no response, you know, just something like that. Um, you know, just a matter of fact, and then next thing I know, I know that that company has a brand online and they're monitoring and boom, that, that leads me to a tweet, but I do agree with you. And in, in that sometimes we, we get too negative, we get too uh, complaining about everything. And here's what I, here's what they said in this blog world talk is that, you know what, what the world needs is, is a little bit more positive energy. You'd be a major... You'd be, it's amazing how attitudes are contagious, and even through tweets, you can really bring cloudy skies or sunshine into somebody's life. Uh-huh. And so, while I won't vow to never share an issue that I have with a brand online, I'll try to not do it in a negative, attacking way. But here's one thing I will vow to do: I will try to recognize positive things a great deal more and if there's something that can't be helped by the response of a company online then i just will withhold it um so if if my plane's late (laughs) there's nothing that can be done about that however if all of a sudden i i go it's like hey just showed up at the airport and southwest airlines uh ticket uh agent just put me on a plane that's going to get me to california three hours earlier than expected so awesome yeah that's amazing that that is uplifting yesterday i posted posted um on here i'm looking for it right now special thanks to boss b-o-s-s is his name um i would i suspect that his real indian name is something else but anyway uh, i special thanks to boss at at bo's service he was very helpful on fixing an issue with my recent order. Love great, great customer service people. These these are the kind of tweets we should be leaving. Yeah. And it ref- it does reflect a lot about who we are and our attitude and 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 stuff like that. Being gen generally positive and uplifting and encouraging is really what that's how I want to be known. That that's who I that's what I, I want to be known for. I don't want to be the negative biting critical person. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, it's, it's the thumpers mom rule. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> don't say nothing. <laughs> How about anything? Yeah. All right. So don't say nothing. <laughs> don't means, say nothing at all. <laughs> don't say nothing. That means you have to just go and share all your blah with the world. So anyway, uh, are we done talking about that? I guess we didn't expect that to happen. Did we? No. No. Hey, let's talk about a couple other things. You still got some time with me? Let's go. All right. How about Buffer App? We'll talk a little bit about Buffer App. Um, they now have an iPhone application. Yes. And I was very excited to see this because finally it's there. However, it doesn't deliver the entire Buffer App experience, which they are working on. So that's fine by, with me. At least I have access to post a a tweet or Facebook post right there on my phone, on my person, which is always, which is almost always on my person, I should say. Yeah. So, um, um, let's see, what are they missing? They're missing the, the URL shortener automatically happening. Um, there's something else. 
Oh, adjusting your times. Yeah, you your, can't your adjust clock. your times. Yeah. But um, your analytics are there, surprisingly. Right. Um, but you know what? The, the cool thing is that you can see your existing buffer. Hmm? You can reorder your buffered yep. tweets, which I kind of like. And you can add new tweets, which will, um, I think, do you get the opportunity? No, you actually have to add the new tweet to your buffer. And if you want to send it now, you have to go to it and then hit send now. Yes. Which, um, yeah. And and basically what you do is you have to highlight the buffered tweet and then click options and then hit post now. So there's there's a couple UI things there. But hey, you know, the thing is, is at least they got the iPhone app out. Yeah. I know that they're going to do this. And now I don't have Facebook hooked up. So do you have Facebook hooked up? And is it there as yeah. well? Mm-hmm. It's there. Wait. Yeah, I actually have five accounts in there. Nice. Um, uh, a, a Twitter, a personal Twitter and Facebook. And then a uh, work Twitter, a work Facebook, and then a side project Twitter. Now, can you add pictures? I don't think you mm-hmm. can do pictures. Not sure if you can. I'm pretty sure you can't. Not unless you were to upload them first and then drop them in there. You mean yeah? So you like upload them and have a link and then yeah. So so there's there's a bit of functionality that's missing, and and honestly, I can't see myself personally using it until they add LinkedIn and Google Plus. Once they have Google Plus and LinkedIn, um, well, I, I I gotta take that back. I can use it. Um, because what will happen is is that I'm, I'll use it the same way that I'm using it now. But right. this will become if if they can actually add the shortened URLs, if they can add the pictures, and potentially potentially video. Um, even if it's uploading it to like a you know Twit video or something like that. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that really. The whole mobile aspect of that. Yeah. So if they can add that and they do add LinkedIn and Google Plus, then I will finally unlink LinkedIn. I will unlink um, Facebook and I will begin using Buffer App on the web and Buffer App on my iPhone as my primary status update tool instead of sending everything to Twitter and then having it syndicate out to every place other than Google Plus. Which, by the way, update on Google Plus. I haven't really used it since my last uh, Google Hangout about two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Just, haven't I mean I, I have I haven't really either. I've just kind of posted du- duplicate posted stuff there just for the sake of it. Yeah. Any any kind of feedback on it? Um, minimal, but still a little bit. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So Buffer App also has something else with something like Social Bro. Tell us about Social Bro and how this yeah. is going to impact us. Well, one of the reasons that we use Buffer is because we can select our optimal tweeting and posting times. And we were using Tweeted in the past for that. Mm-hmm. Um, as of today, which it was actually yesterday, Social Bro also integrates with Buffer. And what this is, is and I'm reading this directly from the Buffer app um, blog. Social Bro is a wonderful social media dashboard, gives you a huge amount of information about your Twitter account. And what it does is it's hassle free. It's got Social Bro has Bro has an algorithm to find out the time when most of your followers are online to see your tweets. With one click, you can now set these optimal times inside your buffer. 
There's a little video. Um, there's a little. There's some screen captures. How to get your best times, and it's a, basically a walkthrough that shows you. Um, you can inside Social Bro. You can see where your optimal times are. Check those, and then hit configure buffer buffer schedule. So it'll automatically set up times for you right there without having to go into buffer and say, okay, Tuesdays, Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, whatever you know, whatever days. You, it, it'll literally pick those days and specific times and you can hit configure. Awesome. So it, it's think of it as power tool for buffer app. Sounds great. It already was. So <laughs> I'm, I'm on socialbro.com and I'd love to just read through the highlighted features that they have on here. Yeah. One, um, it, you know, we were talking about this. There was another place uh, that see your community on a map. You know, they remember the old frapper maps. Right. So you can actually see where your community of Twitter followers, where they are on a map using Google Maps. So that's kind of cool. Manage your Twitter lists. And it says organize your followers and friends by creating Twitter lists with search results. Copy lists from one account to another. Create lists from text files. Uh, See tag clouds of lists. So that's interesting. I don't know um, that I would have ever thought to use something like that. But... uh, txt file lists hmm anyway uh let's see here browse your community so it says get accurate information about your community by uh different criteria know in depth your followers to interact with them in a better way discover any influential and famous follow uh i'll discover if anyone influential and famous is following you so you can browse your community you can keep your community in a local database, so basically, um, never lose your contacts. Download all your Twitter followers and friends to a local database. Uh, check who isn't following you back. So there are bots out there uh, that automatically follow slash unfollow automatically. Detect them and unfollow them back. Don't lose control of your account. Take care of your account appearance. Fast communication with your friend uh, says. Um, tweet and direct message your target. Uh, search people and tweet them. Efficient way. Yeah, that doesn't sound interesting. Insights about your Twitter community. Um, easy unfollow back tools. So detect any noisy friends, potential spammers, inactive um, friends, and easily unfollow them. So clean up your account. I use Manage Flitter for mm-hmm. that. And I love that. Yeah. Manage Flitter. And there's one other one. Um, the Twit cleaner i think yes yeah i've heard of that one too the twitcleaner.com the twitcleaner.com is really great uh because it actually goes through and and find and it kind of describes some dodgy behavior like i went i recently went through and deleted people who did uh more than 70 tweets per or, or anybody who tweeted more than 40 times per day i went in and deleted them now i went through the list and manually made sure there wasn't somebody that was at a conference that's a friend of mine or something like that. But who on Does that take into account replies? Uh, I think it's all... If they're replying, I think that that's still a low number for me. I'd think it'd be in the, you know, like 100 range. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that it counts those. But the thing is, is I went through the list and as I was, before I actually chose to unfollow those, you know, 40 plus people a day, you know, 40 plus people, um... I didn't see it actually had like three people in there that that 
I happen to know that they feed a lot of junk into their uh-huh. Twitter feed, but there's still people that I like to follow. Yeah. So Gerald, now, Ma- Gerald McCoy, I'm talking about you, my friend, but <laughs> where, where I love are, Gerald. Are you talking about managed flitter or the twit cleaner, the twit cleaner.com. Okay. So it, 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 matter of fact, there is, it'll tell you like, you know, people who 70% of their things are retweets, <laughs> you know, I, I, and that just bugs me. If mm-hmm. 70% of what you're doing is just retweeting other people, that just, ah. And so I went through and, and wiped out several hundred people who do that. So, um, yeah. So uh, anyway, but so it looks like Social Bro inter- it has a little bit of that. Um, yeah. Searched all of Twitter, tag clouds, Twitter dashboard, filter. and so it, it, Social Bro looks pretty interesting. Is Now, is, it looks like it's all free. I don't see. Yeah, I'm not seeing any kind of a paid anything it's in beta yeah so so it looks to me like it's it's something that um has some useful tools and they're not tools that are you know that would require you to you know be let or that would let you down if the service ever went away because it doesn't have a paid model or a a financial model Mm -hmm. that would sustain it so yeah use it while it's there social bro and it looks like it's now integrated with buffer app which is very cool charlie sheen is he gonna quit twitter (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow him. I don't either. Mm. I understand we could all call him, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he accidentally tweeted his actual phone number. Yes. He thought he was sending a direct message. and Five million people. <laughs> he sent his phone number to five million Twitter followers. Could you? Now, he, I think he said, was it he at a restaurant, did I read, when he did that? Yeah, it was eating dinner at an elite French restaurant in Las Vegas. This was about two weeks ago. And he sent Justin Bieber. <laughs> it was That's what it was. That's right. Justin Bieber. To, that was the funny part. He was sending a direct message to Justin Bieber. He, said, he gave the number and then said, call me, bro. <laughs> well, if you're one of his, if you're one of Charlie Sheen's followers, and you see his phone number, and then call me, bro, are you aren't you gonna call him? Yeah. Wow. So anyway, I basically he his phone just like went berserk after that, and he had to change his phone number. So, um, did now did Charlie Sheen say he was gonna stop using Twitter? I mean, all these people. Oh, yeah, they, nowhere here does it say that he he stopped or was going to he he turned um, over to management services no he he received a, fir- a flurry of phone calls and text messages he saw the funny side and started answering the phone a few times saying things like raise pizza and winning winning that's funny uh anyway that that's interesting that's interesting that's uh, yeah so how many times have you eric tried to send a direct message and accidentally sent it out to the public I'm going to say no more than two times. Really? Yeah, because I <laughs> I have caught myself <laughs> and I've said, okay, wait a second. Yeah, it, I, it's, it's one of those things where you do it once or twice and you really like, oh, better better do this the right way. I think I would have to say that I've done that at least 30 or 40 times where where my direct message actually went out as a tweet. And the reason why I say it, the reason why for me it's so high is because I used Twitter back when Twitter was just mostly SMS. I, there was no iPhone. 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, I think, I don't think there was an iPhone back then. When did the iPhone come out? Oh, seven. Uh, okay. So maybe the iPhone was out. So it was right before, right as the iPhone was coming out. But anyway, um, did I get the iPhone right away? Anyway, I, I know for a fact though, that I had a regular cheesy phone and I was doing SMS. And so people, you know, Twitter would send me an SMS and then my wife would send me an SMS. And so I've got these SMSs coming in. And then all of a sudden it's like I would get a direct message from Stephanie front notification from Twitter. And it looked like a text message from Stephanie. But if I would have looked closer, I would have saw that it came in from Twitter. And uh-huh. so instead of doing D space, full time mom space, and then my response, I just typed in my response and boom, it went out as a Twitter message. And that happened to me quite often. But luckily, they were never very, all, none of them were all too embarrassing. So, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, occasionally you, and, and sometimes you'll see it with, depending on what Twitter tool that I'm using, I, I might accidentally still do it today. And you might occasionally just see me throw out a, a tweet that says on my way or do you need me to pick up anything from the store? <laughs> and I did that one once. Sure. <laughs> I did I did that one once. I sent out a tweet that that was supposed to be a text message to Stephanie or a direct message to Stephanie or I don't remember which. But anyway, it says, do you need anything from the store? And sure enough, I just got flooded with people's requests <laughs> of what they wanted me to pick up from the store. Fun, fun stuff. All right, what else we have on here? Gowala. Yeah, Gowala is gowalling bye-bye. So this was, by the way, a... Uh, this was a uh, competitor to Foursquare. Yes. For those aren't, who aren't aware of Gowala. Gowala is a service that I really never got into. Now, you did, though, didn't you? I tried it for a little bit, but it was, I mean, even less useful than... Well, that's not true. It was it was better looking than Foursquare. So if you were to say check in to a cool place that you wanted everybody to know you were at for the sake of, hey, I'm at this cool place, their iconography showing up on Facebook mm-hmm. was actually pretty cool. Um, but now that you can do that same exact scenario I just said, but use your own photo from Foursquare – and and put that in there, then you know what's the point? There's no big deal. And I'm not even using Foursquare heavily, so yeah, I'm st- I still never really. I mean, I got into Foursquare for a little bit. I thought it was cool to be the mayor of a place and kind of, you know, do some points. I, I think for me, I'm 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 a horrible test case scenario for that because well, <laughs> mostly I'd just be checking in in my studio. <laughs> right. that's, that's where I go most of the time. So if, right. maybe if I did a bit more traveling around town and stuff like that, it could be fun. Uh, and I think I would probably understand it if I, if I commuted to work and, and stopped in various places. But seeing as how 95% of my time is spent inside the the house... <laughs> Which actually sounds pretty bad. <laughs> Maybe that's You're a, a homebody. I'm a homebody. But uh, most of my time is spent at the house. And so, you know, for me to go out maybe seven times a week and, and potentially log in someplace, it, it just lost its appeal. 
But anyway, Guala is going to Facebook. And I mean, does this is this good for Facebook, or are they going to incorporate Guala? Are they just taking the talent? Facebook. I don't. They're just taking the people. Okay. They're so, not going to keep. They're not going to keep the service at all. So Guala is um, going bye bye. It's not going yeah. to Facebook. It's just going bye bye. Yeah, the Guala as a service is going to be winding down at the end of January, and you can export your your data. Um, but Facebook is not acquiring Guala's data. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, they created Guala is basically closing, and the team, those workers, those employees are going to become part of Facebook. What they're going to do for Facebook, I have no idea. Right. But who knows? Maybe they've got some cool. To be honest, some of the Gowala, again, style and iconography would be nice to have that kind of start to see maybe permeate the Facebook aesthetic. Yeah. Make Facebook a little bit more visually appealing, but still, you know, clean and, and nice but not obviously as much white space as google plus but anyway that's that's a whole other issue hey speaking of google plus one of the nice things over there is that um you know unlike twitter's 140 characters and and stuff like that you have the ability to post several paragraphs of information mm-hmm. yep so wouldn't it be cool if you could do that on facebook well now you can <laughs> <laughs> nice so 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 what is up with 63,206? It's kind of crazy. Characters or less. Yeah. Um and to be honest, I haven't seen this. This this started in in November and to be honest, I was thinking about creating a post that was that long and just posting it. <laughs> nice. Um yeah, surprisingly, I mean before uh let's see March of 2009 your your Facebook post could only be 160 characters, and then uh, March 2009 it, it bumped up to 420. Uh, July 2011 it was up to 500. September 2011 this year it was 10 times that it went up to 5,000. Well, November 2011 they made it to where it was just over 60,000 characters. Yeah, or 63,206. So that's a lot of characters. Have you seen any posts where I have anybody? not. I haven't either. Nobody I don't to be honest, I'm wondering, you know, roughly how many words that would probably average out to be. I, I mean I've I'm sure I've seen some that are over five hundred. I'm sure I've seen a few that are they're in the five thousand uh area range, you know, a couple you know, three, four, five, six paragraphs. I've seen a few of those. Yeah. But the the key thing to remember here is nobody's gonna see the whole thing until they unless they click you know, see all or whatever it is that it, that shows up as if you've written a big old diatribe on something. Yeah. So. Well, I, and you know what? Some people do write something that's a little bit longer than a sentence or two. And, and I generally do click to see more. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance. Uh, I know that I was involved in an online conversation where uh, my response, I had to write it in a text editor. And then I would copy and paste it and it would say, this is way too long. And then I would go and, you know, it's like, okay, well, let me copy half of it. And it was too long. Okay, let me copy one third of it. And so that let me go in. And so here's part one of three. Here's part two of three. Here's part three of three of my comment. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, 63,206 characters on your status updates now. So now you can really tell us what you're having for lunch in full detail. Describe the environment. Wind was blowing from the east at 3.7 miles per hour as the 
the smell from the oven. <laughs> anyway, so so interesting. So yeah. All right. Where in the world is or are your Twitter followers? I was about ready to say Carmen San Diego, but anyway, uh, Tweet Maps knows. So tweet or actually tweetsmap.com knows. I have not used this service, but uh, it looks like Social Bro is doing this as well. So um, you, it looks like there are multiple options for you to choose from uh, in this whole mapping your friends. Um, should I try this? Sure, I am right now. Oh, okay. So I am doing it as well. And what it actually is doing is it's actually mapping my followers, not my who I'm following. Oh, so it so is. That's different. Yeah. So it's it's mapping the people, you know, the people who are following you. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, um, and mine's about three-fourths of the way through. Is yours done yet? Yes. And how's it look? Almost everyone's in the United States. Really? There's some in Canada, and then there's point one, point two, point whatever scattered around. There's a couple United Kingdom, a couple European. That's about it. I got a heavy concentration in the UK and in South America or South Africa. Oh, it's percents. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 79.8% of mine are in the United States. Yeah. My, let's see here. Let me go back. Okay. 65.3 of mine are in the U S but, uh, wow, this is, this is kind of cool. Dude, check this out. Is that Australia? Got a big concentration of friends in Australia. And in the Philippines. And in India. Boss must have shared my my tweet with his friends. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so, no, this is good. I, this is kind of cool to see. I like this. And then, uh, now, the, here's what I... It would be nice if it did. Now, I'm, I'm zooming in on Australia... And it's still just showing me 2.5%. It's not showing me, like, when I zoom in, different, like, locales. Like, you know, people's cities and stuff like that. Anyway. Interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. So, there you go. And that is called tweepsmap.com. And uh, not overly impressive, but interesting nonetheless. Well, my friends, I think that's going to do it. This is the final episode of this new year or of this old year and getting ready to go into (laughs) a new year we will see you next week in the first week of january 2012 yes hey real quick you know earlier i told you i was going to read uh jeff gentry's chat message um before after i played that video let me read that real quick social media interaction with friends takes the focus off of you he says uh he says i would disagree uh, be open about it. Look at how Anne's taking anorexia out into the open and how it's helped her and others. Fightinganorexia.com. It's not quite depression, but still struggling with something online and turning to the online community. But she's doing it in a very positive way but that is providing help and healing for her and, their, and the community around her. So... Anyway, I think that you can turn to your friends no matter if they're offline or on. When you need help, you need help.